Welcome to Having a Time with Jen and Christy, a place to come, have fun, listen in, connect, and honestly, just shoot the shit. Two small town Newfoundlanders who reconnected after decades of living very different lifestyles, working very different careers, meet on this podcast to share stories, collaborate, and we instantly reconnected while trying to find our own selves. We found out that the magic in what some people, including ourselves, seem to be missing were those in-between moments and being present in those. Those authentic connections, those raw and real moments, those true connections. We invite you to come and have a yarn with us as we say in Newfoundland, share a story, have a laugh, and a listen in together. We're going to have a yarn, talk about everything, connect about things that people love to chat about, and even those things that are really hard to discuss. This podcast is about connection and especially connecting authentically and sharing the real real. So come and have a yarn. You are welcome at our table anytime. Well, it is happening. I have longed for this day for some time. I have dreamed that we were going to make this possible. You are here with Christy and Jen. Hi, guys. I'm Jen. I am a mom of a beautiful little girl. I'm a lover of life. I'm a wellness enthusiast. And we are kicking off our first episode here today with you. So thanks for being here. How crazy is it? I'm like, I'm, do I speak now? Is this where I, I, I feel myself reverting back to high school where I'm like, no, I don't want to say anything, but here I am. Here I am. I'm Christy. I'm also a mom of two girls. So I, I have two beautiful daughters. Um, I've been married for almost 23 years. I've been a labor and delivery nurse for just as long. And uh, I was almost divorced once. So I have that in my background. And I am just excited to start living life at a later stage and going after crazy ideas and big dreams and goals and sharing everything we can with you guys here. Like it's happening. So Christy and I have met like, uh, well, we met when we were children in Sunday school (laughs) in a small (laughs) town in rural Newfoundland. And uh, not too deeply to kind of get into our story because we have content to bring you today. Um, We have really reconnected over the last six years. Is it six or seven now? It is almost seven. Like we're, we're into the sixth year now. Right. And we literally do this almost on a daily basis. And I think, and when I say this, I mean, connect. And this is why we wanted to bring you guys this podcast was because we share nuggets in the in-betweens of what we do and this thing called life. And we share stories and we connect and we just found this really cool community and this this connection amongst the stories between ourselves and just the regular everyday conversations that we have. And we figured that it would be kind of time to to bring that to life. And uh, we we mulled over this idea for some time about starting a podcast. And here we are today with our first episode on what would you tell yourself 20 years ago? What would you tell your younger (laughs) self? Or go ahead to yourself 20, 30 years from now. And if you look back, 
What would you tell yourself now? Um, and I popped this idea to Christy last week um, after we decided that we are going to start this podcast. And she was like, let's go. So we don't really have much prepared other than our normal kind of shoot the. But that's how we are. That's how we roll. That's what you're going to expect from us. That's it. So who wants to lead? Who wants to go first? Ah, oh, how do you even step up and say, I don't ever want to go first. So I'm going to step outside my comfort zone and go first. Okay, there you go. Like this is branching out. So um, Jen says to me, okay, like let's jot down like five things you would tell yourself. And I'm like five, that's hard to do. And not hard because I can't come up with five, but hard because I could come up with a thousand different things I would tell myself if I could go back in time. Um, But I think I always tell myself, you can't go back, so stop looking there. But for the context of this podcast, if I had to go back and tell myself things when I was younger, knowing what I know now, I think the number one thing on my list, um, and I know I would be stubborn back then because I'm a stubborn person, but it would be to save money, like to actually start life off saving money, pennies, anything, something that would be my number one. Not like in priority, but that's just the first thing I wrote down. First thing you came. Okay. Interesting. Uh, here, why, why, why that's, why that stood out. Why, why did saving money stand? Oh my goodness. I mean, like, you know, when you start life off and you have this idea of when you're younger, you're going to get a job, you're going to get married, you're going to have kids, you're going to have time and freedom to do all the things you have but you're so young and naive and stupid that you don't realize that all that takes actual like income and you never know what's going to smack you in the face along life and it's crazy to say I would tell myself to save money knowing how hard it was to even live when I first started out um so because of what I know now and because I know of the struggles I just would have started off I just on a different foot like, you know, it's just not to have, like I tell my girls now who are 22 and 18, like as soon as you start earning an income, put it away and forget about it. And, and I just, I never did that when I started off and it just, it always just got harder, harder, harder. And, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul, trying to stay afloat, trying to survive. And I'm saying I would tell myself that 20 years ago, but I think it's just something that I preach now to my young adult daughters, because I don't want them to have the same struggles that I had trying to just live. Do you think they hear you? Do you think they'll do it? They hear loud and clear already. Will they do it? Well, they don't have income yet. So we'll see. Um, and it's funny because I say it and, you know, I'm I'm that person who's like live life to the fullest as long as you can pay the bills, everything is okay. But you live and you learn and you try to just make some changes that you can hopefully make life even better. That legacy that you're leaving behind, it might not be a million dollars, it might not be $2 million, but the legacy of learning and growth, I think is important to pass on to my girls. Absolutely. It's so funny that you say that because- I've always been a saver. I've always been somebody who's, who's never had money growing up. I came from a very 
humble upbringing to say the least so I remember as a young young girl anytime money was given to me anytime I earned money I would stash it away and I almost now I I almost have this um uh, I I would say complex with money in the sense that I I feel like I have to save it in case of emergency because of the past history that I had with it and knowing that the struggles that my grandparents who raised me always had and I always saw the the oh I don't even know if there's recess money today it's a special event at school I don't know you know having to go and borrow that I was like that I, I so it, it's interesting because I I think of saving money um and I love that you mentioned it but I think of investing earlier on so yeah. I would go back and say you know what go ahead and buy that condo in Florida go ahead and invest in another property so I I love that you brought it in because that was kind of on like one of the my list as well in terms of saving and investing and just being conscious um, and not conscious or, or greedy, uh, but just knowing that that allows you freedom in some way. So I love it. Thanks for saying that. It, really, right. It's crazy though, because, it, you know, it's the same like upbringing. There wasn't like, you know, money falling off of trees because how many times did you hear that growing up money doesn't grow on trees like I heard it repeatedly I think our relationship with money can either be so skewed or I don't know how else to say it I would think skewed is the only word I would use because yeah it wasn't abundant growing up but it wasn't a struggle either and honestly there was just no opportunity to learn about money yeah. like I yeah. never had that that like I didn't go get that job and have that money and try to save it and I don't know sometimes it's like did I live a privileged life or a lucky life and just the relationship with money is so different from from what it is now yeah it's funny because Steve and I my husband and I often have this conversation about you know he's reading um, a few financial books now and I was always the person after university, I graduated with $50,000 in debt. He had 30,000. We left, we went overseas and that was a strategy for me to be able to pay off that debt because I yeah. knew a lot of my friends didn't have that debt. I was going to be, you know, up shit Creek without a paddle if yeah. I didn't, you know, pay down that debt. So I left after university to go abroad to strategically pay that debt off. And within three years, I had that debt paid off. My husband took a little bit longer because he chose some other choices. But now he's getting more interested in the the saving the investment the the compounding of money, how it all works. And, you know, these are lessons that even though I felt that I had a little bit earlier on or just ingrained in me. I just wish I knew more. And I wish yeah. we treated ourselves a little bit or, or had some guidance, right? Yeah. Had some guidance around yeah. that because there was nobody ever that had any extra that, well, not in my circle. No, no, right? definitely not in this circle either. And, yeah. on, and, you know, like you say, so for background guys, like 
this is when I started paying attention to Jan. So I've been paying attention to this lady for a very long freaking time. Those travels started and I didn't see it as travels paying off debt. I seen it as exploring the world. And I, I was envious of what she was getting to do without even thinking about the purpose behind it. Um, but just as a background sense. for me, uh, same kind of scenario, me and my husband both finished school with thousands of dollars in debt but I also finished school with my first child on the way and uh, torn between staying connected and grounded where my family was closer or taking off to look for bigger money to pay down this debt is like, it's funny how our lives went this way, but yet this way mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. it's so intertwined and how we can get to this point and still feel the same way. And have the same hopes and dreams and desires. And that's what I think I love about how amazing we are. Can we and toot was, our horns? <laughs> right, right. And that was my first one. So it's a perfect segue because my per first one, what would I tell my younger self? And maybe it wasn't even my younger self. It would be like my daughter as she grows up or even my older self is to continue to travel and explore and to ask for that extra time off work if you need it but get those experiences while you're young while you're healthy while your life is there even though um you know it may seem out impossible like i remember traveling and and leaving well i remember going overseas at a young young age because i was a uh, uh, a daughter of a single mother raised by my grandparents and my mother lived overseas and getting on a transatlantic flight at nine years old, staying in Heathrow airport, flying out of Gander, Newfoundland, flying into Heathrow, staying nine hours by myself in this little cubicle. And then all of a sudden Europe and Sweden and Denmark and Austria and Yugoslavia and Italy and France and all these beautiful places are opened up to me. And that was a gift that my, that my mother gave me at a young age because she was yeah. a flight attendant and she instilled that love of exploring, knowing that there's more out there than just this small world. Both Christy and I come from a very small <laughs> Northern town in Northern Newfoundland. That's absolutely off the grid and so absolutely beautiful, but it's, it's tiny, it's remote. And to get out of the walls at such a young age, um, and to travel and then to realize that I wanted to do that, and to continue to do that in my young 20s, I think that was probably the best advice that I took from myself at that age. And I still, I still try to instill it. And I look at my daughter now and I'm like, let's go, let's go on an adventure. Like, let's take those extra couple days off school. Let's, let's explore the world. There's so many stories out there. There's so many people to be met. The real learnings in life for me are when we see other cultures, when we learn other things, when we get to like almost be a hundred percent our true authentic self outside of our normal jobs, outside of our normal contains of life. And those are the best adventures. So go yeah. have adventures. Yeah, that, yeah. I didn't even write that one down. Oh, no, good, 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 <laughs> But good. like, you know, that's what I said. There's a thousand you can write down. Um, So, okay, say money. We got, we're, we're on page. 
travel, adventure, be crazy. Um, something I would go back and tell myself, uh, and I'll try to keep it super short, but like, stop comparing it. That was my are you serious? So we did not plan this out. Like we're, we're just, we're going, here's my list and here's mine. So we're going to talk about it. But yeah, the comparison game is a stealer of so much joy and gratitude. And it took, I don't know. I don't know at what point or what age I finally decided just to stop doing that. But I, I wish when I was younger, I stopped looking at the people around me and just lived my life, my authentic this is who I am. You like me. You don't like me. I don't care, but watch me. And it, it, you know, I was pushing 40 before I finally said those words out loud and started living my life that way. Okay. I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps because that connects so deeply. And actually the travel was the second one on my list, but the stop comparing yourself was the first. And for me personally, it was not letting your past kind of define you. And realizing that I am not my past trauma. I am not my, my family's history. I am not that, that person. Um, and I don't need to, to compare myself to anybody. Everybody has a story. And to be honest, the, like you said, it's the thief of joy and to stop beating myself up, trying to be like somebody else or fit in a box or, and asking myself as those comparisons are happening, will this matter in five, 10, yeah. 15, 20 years, right? Like yeah. comparing our journey to somebody else's journey when we're all at different points and different walks has no purpose, has no, um, it, it just, it didn't, it never aligned with me. However, I used to do it so frequently. I would go back and say, stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop yeah. it now. Right. And a part of me almost feels like it's always been, I've always had a little bit. I always remember when I was younger, I, I never used to understand why people would make fun of somebody else. Like, why are you doing that? Why are you trying to make that person feel little than who they are? But I was also so shy and so quiet that I would never speak up for anybody else. Whereas now is like, I call myself the devil's advocate and I will question people on their beliefs and what they say about other people. And when I, when I hear other people comparing, I'm not afraid to speak up anymore and ask them the questions like, how is that going to serve you right now? What is looking at that person, you know, and it could be anything like maybe the shape of their body, maybe the the size of their house, maybe the husband that they married, like we can, comparison is a, is a part of our nature. We're going to do it, but it's how you roll with it and how you live your life based on it and how you let it affect your joy. And yeah, it's just go back and, you know, be okay with being who you are. It's okay that you're not like that in person that you're surrounded by. Um, yeah, just don't. It brings me back to the conversation we had right before this. Uh, episode around not being able to voice voice yourself and real recognizing that you do have a voice your story matters your opinion matters um and it's okay to speak it some people won't be <laughs> some people won't necessarily agree with it but um yeah I think 
the other one that kind of came to my mind, Christy, was not being afraid to ask for help. So as somebody mm. who is a, I can do this myself. I'm a go-getter. Yes. Like I, I'm a Taurus. I'm bullheaded. I'm strong. Um, I, I got this. And realizing that some people are going to be there for you to help you no matter what. There's a lot of people that as you connect with, you realize that are on your side, but you also realize that there are some people that, you know what, you just need to kind of let go of, but the people, it's okay to ask for help. You don't know everything. It's okay to go to Google and search stuff. It's okay to, you know, um, connect and, and step outside of your zone and learn stuff. It's okay to ask a friend as hard as it is for me as a mom of a a daughter who's here raising her daughter in a province with no support. It's really hard to ask for help sometimes, but most people are really willing to lend that hand and especially in times of need. And it brings me back to, I had a dear friend over the last year, um, actually we're approaching upon the the one year mark now, um, who has sadly passed. And when And just seeing how difficult it was for my other friend who cared for him, his wife, to ask for help in times of need, like, and just in, it just in different circumstances where I just wish I would have known that at a younger age, like, just be okay to ask for help when you really need, or just in in times of need, um, is one that comes to, to my mind. I probably should tell myself that repeatedly every day. I don't, there's that stubborn streak, right? Like, why am I going to ask for somebody for help? And when I can do it myself, like that stubbornness and not because I don't appreciate help mm-hmm. because when people offer up to say, let me help, it's like, Oh, thank the Lord. But yeah. Yeah. I probably should have told myself many years ago. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to like, you know, let people come in and be a part of your life. It's okay to open up and not have to do it all on your own. Um, and it's okay to ask for help. I should have, I should have did that. In, in and sometimes that means your spouse. Sometimes that means your, your children. Yes. Sometimes that means a friend. Like I just need an ear. I just need to go for a walk. Like can, yeah. we, can we walk and talk? Yeah. Like sometimes we harbor so many emotions ourselves and we don't realize, especially moms in postpartum. And I know you're a label labor and delivery nurse. So you kind of see that you probably don't see a lot of that postpartum, like immediately yeah. after because they're out of your care. But I just remember being feeling so alone, yeah. um, different walks of life. And I just realized that if openly we shared authentically how we felt and uh, we were vulnerable, I felt the more vulnerable that I was about asking for help, the more people really were like, oh my God, I got you. I got you because I feel that way. I got you because I've been in your shoes. I got you because I like, and yeah, so I'm talking for the damn help. Okay. Yeah. Let's like, let's go. Let's like rapid fire through. How many more do you have? 
two, three. Like a million. Keep going. A million. I know. I, I tell myself many. a lot of stuff. Go. Here's here's a big okay, big one I would just tell myself because I tell myself for the last six plus years since we've ventured off on this little journey together, um, do what fulfills you and not your bank account. Like I you grow up being told you need to go to university, you need to get that good paying job, you need to have money, you need to have income, you need to, you need to, you need to. And if I had my time back, I would have, you know what? I had I had my baby straight out of nursing school, but I would have been way more adventurous. I would have taken her and went to different places and used my career and my knowledge instead of like holding it in a safe little pattern to make sure my bank account had money in it. I would be like, I tell my girls and I tell my girls this now, don't settle. Do not settle because it pays the bill. If it doesn't fulfill you, if you feel like you're missing out, do something wild, do something adventurous. It is going to be figure outable. And for the last six plus years, that's how I've been trying to live my life. Don't go into work to shift because it's going to be, you know, the dollars at the end of the pay period. Go do the adventurous things because you're going to live life happy and excited. So I would definitely, I would be like, don't worry about what anybody else thinks about what you're doing. Don't let them influence you on your decisions you make, which is kind of what I did six years ago. And it was the best, best shift in my life I've ever made is to start doing what fulfilled my life instead of what fulfilled the pattern of what we should do. Yeah. The shoulds, right? Yeah. Um, and I think on that note, I'll lead into the next one with like, just, I would tell myself, learn how to love learn how to love mm. myself, learn how to love yourself well. And I think growing up being, you know, from a poor family, essentially being bullied, being um, told different stories about who you should be, what you should look like, how you created these thoughts that were in your head that weren't necessarily yours. And sometimes they weren't loving thoughts and sometimes they weren't, um, you know, <laughs> they weren't compassionate. And yeah. I think when I, when I think of self-love, it looks differently for some people, right? It could be a mental health walk. It could be a hardcore exercise. It could be going to get your hair and nails done. It could be just talking to yourself well and not and realizing that self-care and learning to love yourself and self-love doesn't mean and self-care doesn't mean that you're selfish right and realizing that honestly like our bodies are our temples and we need to cultivate and learn how to to nourish our bodies mm -hmm. and our minds with movement and with food and realizing that you know it, it's it's all a cycle right um, and for me personally with loving myself, it's, I had to study myself. I have, I've had to actually become a student of my own self to say, what does my gut say? Yeah. What does my heart say? What does my mind say? Are they meshing? What emotions are coming up? What can I do to feel better in this situation? How, and asking myself, how do I want to feel? Does this issue that I'm angry with right now, or I'm set uh, upset with right now, or maybe I'm really anxious. Yeah. 
Like, what can I do to kind of preserve myself right now? Right. Um, and that self-care looks like uh, different things for different people. But for me personally, it's movement, it's outdoors. It's making sure that I, you know, I'm paying attention to how my body feels with food yeah, and that, that self-care of, of being okay to, to connect, right. That connectivity, sometimes that self-care to me, Christy, to be a hundred percent honest, is that conversation with you, like yeah. a conversation with a friend yeah, like, and somebody who's worthy of hearing my story or my struggles and that I want to stay connected with. It's those relationships. It's harboring that, that whole, that whole being that you are right. So I know I kind of went off in a couple different places there, but that's where my mind just oh, went. Well, that's how, that's how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we roll. I won't throw a different one in there, but I will speak to the last one that you brought up before we ended off. Um, but yeah, if I could have went back in time, I would have told myself like, be confident in who you are right now and get ready for um, a massive change in your life that's going to make you find it in a harder way. Like just, it just the, I thought that self-love meant that I needed to be loved by other people. Mm. And I spent my life requiring other people to make me feel worthy until I no longer had it. And then I had to really dig deep and decide who am I? So I would have told my younger self, like, do the things that you love, not what everybody else wants you to love and do it hard and take that time like that self-care that bath for an hour if you want to that walk in nature by yourself honestly I think I think I should have spent more time just in my own head and not in other people's heads to be able to figure out who I was long before I was able to um and you know you you live and you learn but the lessons that you learn going through life because we can't go back are the ones that I'm trying to leave as a legacy to my kids. So yeah, just like, yeah, life is good. Now life is good. Yes. Now start to enjoy it. What are we waiting for? Like yeah. it is, and we only get one shot at it, right? Yeah. So get in your own head with good thoughts, be, uh, you know, be your own best friend yeah. and, uh, yeah, stop worrying. Stop worrying about what other people thinks or the weight that we put on ourselves when this happens, I'm going to do this. Or when I get to this point or accomplish this, then I'll celebrate. Celebrate yeah. the now. Celebrate being yes. here. Yes. Right? Absolutely. <sighs> I that was like a deep dive. <laughs> like, what it, we're way more fun than this. What what just happened? We went, we, we went. Are we trying to be like, like serious or something? I think okay. it's a, it's a little bit of, this is who we are. Just a little teeny tiny bit, but stay tuned because we're also really f crazy and cracked and not all episodes are going to be smooth. And sometimes the laughter is going to outweigh the, the voices. So on that note, what's an adventurous thing or what's something that you wish you would have done? Not what oh. you told yourself, but what's something you wish you would have done? Uh, 
I wish I would have done. That's a loaded question. I wish I would have been a hands-on carpenter, house builder, electrician, plumber, anything besides nursing. And that could be a whole other episode. Okay. We'll we'll leave it. We'll leave it for that. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, we will end this on after hearing us. What would you go back and tell your younger self? Yes. What it is, what is it that she or he needs to hear? Um, and drop us a comment. Let us know. Uh, we're going to be putting this up on Spotify, YouTube, all the iTunes, whatever platforms that we can get on. Um, stay tuned for more. And yeah, we got to here. We go. The, we got to come up with the tagline at the end. Here we go. <laughs> we're gonna... what that is yet, but no, it's, it's figureoutable. Everything in life, there's one. Everything in life is figureoutable, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're going in blind. We're doing it anyway. We're going to be afraid and do it anyway. And we're going to speak up. Those were my last two things. Mic drop. <laughs> All right. Next time. A note from Christy and I, as we end this episode, we'd like to remind you kind of like why we started this whole journey and how we got into this. And with that being said, we'd love to say, surround yourself with people who push you to do and to be better. No drama, no negativity, just higher goals, higher motivation, good times, positive energy, no jealousy, no hate. Let's simply bring out the joy and bring out the absolute best in each other. So after we taped the episode, I went back and just thought about a few things over the last couple of days that I didn't mention in the podcast that I would really want to tell my younger self. So uh, the first thing I reflected on was perhaps something feels heavy right now and with time it may feel a little bit lighter. So don't um, kind of get stuck in that mindset of this problem is going to last forever. This is really heavy right now. Make sure that you give yourself grace and you tell yourself that with time, whatever you're going through um, may feel lighter in, you know, a year, in a couple years, in a month, whatever that is. So whatever you're going through, you will get through. Um, also, I would tell my younger self, enjoy this moment because you never know if you're going to get it back. We take time for granted so much. So make sure we enjoy it and enjoy it fully now, because really now is all we have. Um, and be okay with appreciating time on your own. Just make sure that, you know, I was always one who wanted to be around a crowd and uh, be doing things and super extroverted and planning, you know, A, B, and C. Um, take some time and uh, be okay with being by yourself and appreciate that time, um, that rest, that inner connectivity with yourself. Um, be okay with it. 
Um, don't rush. <laughs> don't rush to do the next thing. Uh, and last uh, thing that I'll finish with is be kind. Be kinder to yourself. This one definitely is up there on the things that I wish I could tell my younger self. Um, as many of us sh- struggle um, telling ourselves, wishing that we had something else, you know, having low self-esteem or low self-confidence, I would, um, you know, urge my younger self to talk to myself with love, compassion, and be kinder to myself. So on that note, let's see what the next episode brings. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to spending more time with you all. 